Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is October 21st, 2020. I'm Chris Campbell. We begin today with news. The International Center for Settlement of Disputes, ICSID, released its annual report covering events and developments from the previous year, including COVID-19 protocols, case statistics, and outlooks for the future. The full report is available on the ICSID website. In other news, the Supreme People's Court in China released the guiding opinions on unification of application of law and enhancement on searches of case law. These guiding principles are an effort to assist with the interpretation of Chinese law and to strengthen the Chinese government's commitment to rule of law. The collection of guiding opinions consists of 10 sections with 21 volumes in total and marks a historic milestone in the development of the Chinese judiciary. The full release is available in Chinese on the Supreme People's Court's website. Staying in China, on October 16th, in an intermediate people's court in Xiaojiazhuang has ruled that the dispute resolution clause calling for an ICC-ruled arbitration seated in China is invalid. In the matter of Hebei Zhongqing Automobile Manufacturing Company versus Automotive Gate, the court found that the party's agreement to, quote, arbitrate in China was insufficient to designate the seat of arbitration. Thus, in the absence of a designated seat, the court held that the validity of the arbitration agreement should be determined as a matter of Chinese law. In applying the Chinese law, the court found that the party's agreement to apply the ICC arbitration clause did not constitute a reference to submit the dispute to arbitration administered by the ICC. As a result, the arbitration clause was void for uncertainty. The decision does not invalidate the tribunal's award, but makes the enforcement in mainland China significantly more difficult. This underscores an advisement to parties considering arbitration in China to ensure that arbitration clauses are clear, precise, and cohesive under Chinese law. The Federal Sixth Judicial Circuit in the United States, in the case Piercing v. Domino's Pizza, has ruled that questions of arbitrability in a dispute shall be decided by the duly appointed arbitrator as long as there is a, quote, clear and unmistakable evidence that the parties agreed for an arbitrator to decide disputes related to the contract. The study seeks to understand the overall impact that COVID-19 is having on the international arbitration sector. The survey runs from October to December and will be released in May 2021. Further, White and Case is committed to making a charitable donation to SOS Villages and the World Wildlife Fund for every completed response returned. Announced late last week, ICA's Edinburgh Congress is postponed for a second time due to COVID-19 implications. The flagship arbitration conference has been rescheduled for later in 2021 as Scotland manages its second wave of the coronavirus. Additionally, the events organizers Brandon Malone and Andrew McKenzie were due to step down in February of 2021, but will remain on the post until September to see the event through. More information is available on the ECHO website. News out of Singapore, several amendments have been passed in order to bolster the existing international arbitration framework in the region. Changes to the International Arbitration Act were passed to enhance the arbitration process to hold parties to their confidentiality obligations and to outline a new default process for arbitrations to be appointed in disputes involving more than two parties. These amendments coincide with Singapore's efforts to boost its reputation as an international arbitration hub in the region and around the globe. Returning to a story that we covered last week in the news, following the award issued in favor of Vodafone and its dispute with the Indian government, New Delhi has reported that it will be examining means by which to nullify or undermine the adverse award of some $2 billion. Indian officials have said that they are considering all options on the table to reduce the impact of the award. On October 14th, Squire Patton Boggs boosted its international arbitration practice with senior hires in both Paris and Brussels. 
The U.S. law firm has added two partners in Paris from DWF and a consultant from Wilmer Hale. These hires are expected to add support to the firm's expertise in energy arbitration as well as investor state proceedings and U.S. litigation. Finally, concluding this week's news, a December 2019 resolution of the plenum of the Russian Supreme Court seeks to provide a uniform definition of the scope of public policy grounds for refusing to recognize and enforcing foreign arbitral awards. The resolution was the latest in a series of steps toward ensuring uniformity in Russian court decisions on enforcement and bringing Russian court practices in line with global practice. The resolution establishes several grounds of a two-part test allowing a Russian court to refuse recognition and enforcement of a foreign arbitral award. This test has since been used by Russian courts to challenge foreign awards. However, the effectiveness of the award remains to be seen. After news, we have opportunities and postings. First up, Arnold Porter is recruiting for its London-based clerkship program. The successful applicant must have the right to live and work in the United Kingdom. And note that prior experience in arbitration is not required. More information can be found on the firm's website. Next up is a training opportunity based out of Kenya and is an exciting new course entitled Introduction to Mediation Virtual Course from the Nairobi Center for International Arbitration. The course will be hosted on October 27th and there is still time to register with details on the organization's website and in the show notes. The Singapore International Arbitration Center, SEAC, is seeking an associate counsel to assist the registrar and deputy registrar in administration of SEAC cases. The successful candidate will supervise the proceedings for assigned cases and ensure the proper application of the SEAC and UNCENTRAL rules for arbitration and compliance with the arbitration laws of Singapore. The Kennedy's law firm is seeking an associate to join its Tel Aviv, Israel offices. The successful applicant will be working with energy, finance, product liability, contractor claims, life sciences, amongst other topics. The firm seeks a candidate with zero to five years experience in the listed case matters. For more information, check the firm's website. Clifford Chance is seeking an associate for its Perth, Australia office. The firm is seeking an associate with between three to five years of experience, ideally with commercial litigation and arbitration experience. Interested parties are encouraged to apply through the firm's careers portal. Finally, the accounting firm PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, is welcoming applications to join its Frankfurt-based team to provide expertise related to cross-border dispute resolution, in particular, international arbitration. Further information can be found on the firm's website. The International Law Association's America branch of its Investment Law Committee is hosting its International Law Weekend 2020. This year's theme is International Law in Challenging Times, to be held virtually from October 22nd to the 24th. The event is of interest to lawyers, business professionals, and others active in the international commercial space. There are a variety of topics from investor state disputes to topics on globalization, supply chain management, and pandemic response. The events flyer can be found in the show notes. Coming up on October 30th and 31st is the fourth annual St. Petersburg Online FDI Premoot. The Premoot will provide the last opportunity to the teams to sharpen their arguments pick up advanced communication techniques, and fine-tune their online presentation skills before the grand finale. Along with this event, there are a number of conferences and other webinars and events hosted by the Russian arbitration community. Check out Russian Arbitration for more details. The Bali International Arbitration and Mediation Center's vlog series continues with an assortment of practical tips for practitioners in international arbitration. The series began earlier this year and covers topics from effective time management to preparing for hearings and developing your reputation in the field. The entire series is available on the BIAMC's YouTube channel. The ongoing webinar series, Conversations with Neil Kaplan, continues 
with a conversation between Neil and John Beachy, moderated by Sheehan Bao, acting as the moderator and master of ceremonies. Another forthcoming event is that held by the Chartered Institute of Arbitrators as part of its Tech ADR Summit webinar series, this one titled The New Frontier, which will feature comments from Ms. Marez Philippe, among others. The New York International Arbitration Center continues with episode two of its podcast series. This episode's titled Deep Diving into Types of Agreements. Speakers include Preeti Bangani, James Duffy, and Rekha Rangachari as moderator. The Global Arbitration Review announces its online event titled Hong Kong Interactive. Details are available on the GAR website. The International Chamber of Commerce, the ICC, has two upcoming events. The first, on October 22nd, the ICC Court brings a program titled Leadership in the COVID-19 Era. Then, on October 26th, another program titled Technology and International Arbitration is a pertinent topic as the legal world continues to wrestle with the impact of COVID-19 and beyond. Finally, from the world of events, on October 22nd, the International Law Association of Mauritius hosts an event titled The Role and Function of the Permanent Court of Arbitration. That's it for this week of Disputes Digest. To make submissions, comments, or to get in contact with the show, drop a note to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest.